Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the The One Show Show podcast where, like Guy Fawkes, in the cellars of the Houses of Parliament just oh, 400 or so short years ago, we now pack ourselves beneath a week's worth of BBC One's weekday evening flagship magazine show and put a rocket up its arse. Here we are then, once more throwing a crude effigy of The One Show on the bonfire. I am John Holmes and this week, on or about the vicinity of the green sofas, some people are trapped in a van, two inaudible Welshmen look at a sewer and a magician fails. Joining me to return to it all, despite it having not gone off, is the regular The The One Show shower, not grower, Mark Haynes. And back to have another go on it, writer, producer and unpaid intern, Cornelius Mendes. Cornelius Mendes. Hiya, Mark Haynes. Welcome. Welcome indeed. Uh, right, so where should we start? Do we go straight in with the massive live television fuck-up <laughs> uh, yeah. that was Look. the failed magician? If we were a news show and we were reporting yeah. on the launch of a rocket, yeah. what would we lead with? The fact that you know there were other rockets in the previous weeks or that one of them exploded. <laughs> We'd lead with the one that exploded and covered everything with debris and shite. Let's do that then. Boom. Fine. Right, so this was Wednesdays. This was the Halloween special. Ooh, trick or treat. It's Uh, never a treat. At the beginning they called it a show of mysteries, which it always is. So (laughs) (laughs) that seemed fair. But yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about with this particular episode, not least the rest of the week, but this one, you're absolutely right. So there's a film two-thirds of the way through, roughly, Mm. about... The alien autopsy film that came out 
20 years 1995? ago. 1995? When they said that, that was 20 years ago. I was like, what the... Twi- really? But it was 20 years ago. So Alien Autopsy film, for those that don't know, it was purported to be real, wasn't it? It was some footage that had been found from Area 51, the Roswell UFO incident. They'd got an alien body. They'd taken it to Nevada. They'd done an autopsy. They'd filmed it. Turned out it was a massive hoax. Loads of people believed it at the time. They got the illusionist who was part of setting it up to talk about it. Spiros Milanis. Thank you. Pardon you. <laughs> I got Spiros Mirialis. Yeah, I think he's actually Spiros Milaris, but I was so pleased with the way I delivered it, I thought I'm not going to correct it. <laughs> Spiros Milaris. I like this film because when it started, there were loads of pictures of aliens and headlines and stuff, and then it cut to a bloke at Camden Road yeah, overground yeah. station. <laughs> and then you were just like, why? I really thought that is an amazing lack of... You, you do it anywhere else, but they just went, where does he live? Camden Road. Oh, we'll go to him. No... <laughs> It turned out, in fairness, the actual Alien hoax film was recorded in Rochester Square in Camden. Yeah. So the Roswell Alien film is a great British triumph. Yes, it is. Mm. Unlike the one show. (laughs) Certainly during the sequence where the man, Spiros, he explained, didn't he, how he set it all up and and how everything had to be authentic and they had to get the right telephone from the era. Everyone's an expert. Scalpels with wooden handles. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're using the UK, so they had to use them. They were fully stainless steel. At that time in America. It's worth pointing out to people who don't remember the Roswell film. And if you're of a certain age, you won't remember it. But when it came out, people genuinely didn't know whether it was real or not. Yeah. Is that the same generation that voted to leave? (laughs) (laughs) They don't like any aliens (laughs) at all. (laughs) These aliens, they're marching on the border, aren't they? All those aliens. Come in here, look at them using our NHS to have their dead bodies (laughs) cut apart. (laughs) <laughs> with the correct scalpel <laughs> of the era. But they did, and then they, then he was on the sofa. Spiros was on the sofa. Mm. Spiros, meh, 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 meh. And he said exactly the same things on the sofa that he just said in the film. It was a classic. He repeated it word for word. Because, A, clearly he hadn't been watching the film, as we know they don't bother. But Amol Raja, who was... Right, who was he's t- been in all this week, hasn't he? He's been sitting in for Matt Bay. It was his fault, because he asked him the same question that the reporter in the film asked. So he yeah. just had to answer it again. Worth saying, this is the one-hour show. So in, in that respect, Amal Rajan was doing what they want to do, which is kill time by any means necessary, yeah. because there's no way of filling an hour when you've got no content. It must be especially hard if the makers of the one show are like me, a fan of this show. You didn't realise Wednesday was one hour, <laughs> so otherwise you would have avoided it. Thanks, always, thanks, John. You can always tell. You can always tell the hour shows, can't you? Because it's the one with the most random films in it that that are clearly put in. I don't think they're even planned. What they've done, what they do is they go. We've got an hour to fill. Suddenly, there's a gap of two minutes. Yeah. So someone is staring at a shelf, going, "How many two-minute films have we got?" I reckon the films are categorized by minute. Yeah. Don't you think? By yeah. length, not so. content. Actually, there was a classic one within this. Not to get off Spiros Manau yeah. because. We, we are going to have to talk about him in great detail. Yeah. But they had a film in this that was about Frankenstein, and it was just a yes. compilation yes. of clips yes. of different Frankenstein films that yeah. went for three minutes. It's alive. Alive! It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive.
We've won you. Yeah. There was no sense of where it came from, nope. who wrote the book, how it's, how it's no. got into our culture. It was just different actors going, <laughs> My favourite thing is that they didn't have the De Niro Frankenstein in it because clearly that was too expensive <laughs> to include. Well, I, now, God, there's so much. Uh, right, so... It's worth saying as well, there was one clip that was definitely of a wolfman and not Frankenstein. <laughs> I, was there was definitely a wolfman. Um, I was looking at Frankenstein and I was thinking, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Frankenstein is a mishmash and a hodgepodge of unwanted detritus. And in a funny way, that's like a good metaphor for the one show. Oh, that film about Frankenstein. Right, so what, you're absolutely right. But here's my theory. Mm. It's that that was edited on the fly almost because they could change the length of it. Because if they'd sort of said... Because that show was Because it didn't make sense at 20 seconds. That show was a shambles. Oh, it was fucking appalling. (laughs) And and, and you could feel them grasping to fill the time. You could hear them trying to pull words out of the air and ideas and things out of the air just to make it work. And there was so much in it. There was was even at the end of it, because they had to make some time up, there was a random shot of Matt Allwright standing on a rubbish tin. Yeah. yeah. For no no reason. And then, didn't a choir come out? Yes. All oh, right. Now they're good, so I won't. I won't how hear are that. they Halloweeny? What? They didn't sing like the Monster Mash, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically route one of production. It's Halloween. We've got a choir. What shall they sing? How about um, something like Stand by Me? No. <laughs> Get them to sing the Monster Mash <laughs> Halloween song. But the, the the Frankenstein thing was, as you say, a series of clips from films that they could clearly clear, but. The length of it was weird. The context was weird. And a friend of mine who I was watching it, a friend of mine uh, happened to be round because, you know, we're cosmopolitan and we were going out for lunch later, but he arrived early. Well, you uh, know how to entertain a guest, do don't you? Well, yeah, and he sat there and he had to sit there watching it with me because I said, I've got to watch this, right? And he said, for your stupid podcast. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, Nick, it oh. is. But he, he, so he watched it with me. But it was interesting to get a perspective. Anyway, he used to work in um, in library for Sky News Library. So he knows about archive footage. And he was staring at that Frankenstein thing going, right, so the rules are that you can't do that because no. what they've done is they have taken... They're not reviewing it. Nope. They have taken... There's no changed, dealing they've there, changed is there? context. They've created a story with archive footage and you can't without paying a lot of money. Yeah. So he was like, I don't think they've... The, the only thing I can like. think is that that is the most expensive two-minute video in one show history. And I imagine it costs them about six million pounds <laughs> to do this. The whole budget has gone on it. Uh, credit to them as well. When they flagged that up at the start, they thought, what's the iconic Frankenstein appearance that we can do to to, to say this is coming up? Yeah. And they decided it was Harry H. Corbett running away in Carry On Screaming. <laughs> um, we, we strayed away, though. Right? We, let's get, the important let's thing get is back we to get back to Spiros, Spiros Mirage. His... Entire reason for being there was, of course, to do a magic trick. Yeah. To the actress, Samantha Womack, <laughs> formerly Janus. Yeah. <laughs> right. She must have been overjoyed when she got married. <laughs> and she got rid of that obvious heavy anus surname. <laughs> I mean, I'm still disappointed at her for that because Janus was a great. You're staying Don't at look at me. Uh, she used to be called Samantha Janus. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, actually, Janus, or you're pronouncing it in a comedy way well 
It was Janus. It was Janus, but I mean, I mean, you were still saying the word anus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. In a weird way, Janus is less like anusy than the phrase Janus. <laughs> but, but she was promoting whatever she was promoting, and um, yeah, it's worth saying I have absolutely no recollection. Of what she I was can't promoting. remember. I have because, no idea because what happened next took over everything for me. Twitter was... kicked off about it, obviously. Mm. Uh, and people were sending me messages just going, have you seen this? Yes, well, I Worth yes, saying, I, I went onto the, the uh, Twitter feed that we have, yeah. which is at the one show show. And when I logged in shortly after that, there were 48 notifications <laughs> and all of them were saying the same thing. Here's the clip. <laughs> God, where to start? Right, so... Well, it's worth saying. He three said, envelope. Before oh, that, no, wait. he did a classic magician illusionist thing, yeah. which was proper Sally Morgan, Derek Acora bullshit. Yeah. He said, I, I flew over the crash site at Roswell and I took <laughs> a piece of rock from there. Didn't explain how he reached that from the helicopter. Yeah. And he said to Sam Womack, put it in your hand. You can feel its energy, can't you? Yeah. I shouldn't like she quite went for it. And he said... Now, you'll feel it get hotter and it'll get warmer. And she went, hmm, I mean, I've got a slight prickly feeling. I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Whatever you are going to say, yeah. I am going to say that's, that's it. it. I, I wrote notes like I know you. we all did on this because obviously we had to. But I've, I've entitled, just out of interest, I've entitled my section here, Dreadful Sequence. <laughs> 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 so he went to Roswell. Hmm. He flew over it, and he said the heat from the UFO, if you believe in that kind of thing, the place is altered. It's all still burned. Yeah, right? and it had made a sort of glass yeah. uh, no, impression from the heat. No, it isn't. Because if it was burned in 19-whatever-it-crashed, yeah. then those bushes wouldn't still be burned. They'd have... Weirdly, here's a fun fact. They would have rejuvenated quicker, because that's what they do in the New Forest. They burn fast things of it in the new forest to make it grow quicker to make it in their future that that is the thing I've learnt this week yeah (laughs) that is is a great fact but he but then he somehow scooped up from a helicopter the sand that had been blasted into glass yeah right I'd also say if you worked at Roswell isn't the first thing you do if you've got that big glass thing you'd go do you know what Gary can you go out and smash that because otherwise people flying over will see there's this great big heat dip deposit yeah. of glass. So why don't we just get rid of that and that way no one will know. Or if you are the farmer who owned the field, sell it. Yeah. Sell bits of it to Done. the idiot UFO people who go there to see it. I count me in that number. I've been there. Ooh. I've seen the no glass <laughs> or you, burned bushes. How far did you get so in? You can't quite get onto that bit of land, to be honest. It's privately owned. It's thing. But I've been for Roswell. I've done Area 51 and all that stuff. How boring. It's not. It's really exciting and fun. Did you? When Samantha Janus mm. tried to touch the glass, the bit of glass, he snapped at her, for, didn't he? He went... She, she went, it was a rock. T-? It wasn't glass. It was rock. It was rock, but it was it was it was heat blasted into glass. That was the point. Aliens have done this. Kind uh, of. Okay. That's why it had a prickly alien energy. It did look like yeah. some granite. like a can of Monster Energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like something you buy in a gift shop at a museum. Yeah. yeah. And he and she tried to touch it before That's... he was ready, and he snapped at. It. He just went, "Not yet. Don't touch it yet." <laughs> All right, Spiros, calm yourself. You'll ruin the trick. Yeah. That is about to go wrong. <laughs> You're the trick that I'm about to ruin myself. So she held it. You're absolutely right. She said it was prickly and all the rest of it. Uh, and I think it said at one point, feel the alien force. Follow the alien force mm. to place the bit of rock on one of these three envelopes. Now, we didn't know why, what that was for. There was no explanation as to what he was going to do. So she she did, didn't she? She sort yeah. of put it on an envelope. She did. Yeah, she played her part. Fair play to Womack. Janus. So then it went like every magic trick in that he picked up the first envelope that it wasn't on, cut the end off it, 
and said, you know, you didn't know this, you didn't know what was going to happen, did you? We've had no conversation about like this. Magicians patter, fine. And then he pulled out a picture, which we couldn't see at first because its back was to the camera, yeah. of a pumpkin. Yeah, clip art pumpkin. Clip art. It was absolutely <laughs> a real throwback for me. I mean, Roswell for you, but to see a clip art. Oh. <laughs> Let's, no, let's I was, I was just like, whoa, we're time traveling here. <laughs> let's not confuse Spiros Malaris with David Copperfield, right? <laughs> because his, his basic trick, he had it worked, was that Samantha Janus would open two envelopes with clip art pumpkins inside. <laughs> yeah. And the ones she wouldn't open would have a downloaded bitmap image <laughs> of the Roswell alien. <laughs> <laughs> that was the trick. A trick which, A, he didn't explain. So when she'd done it, they'd have gone, oh, right, okay, so two of them were pumpkins and one of them was the Roswell alien. Yeah. And she did the one in three, 33.3% yeah. chance. Yeah. This trick statistically shouldn't have failed. No. <laughs> it's actually harder to get it wrong. Because it's, it's one of the oldest, most obvious magic tricks. So I don't understand. When, he, when he, she put it on the wrong envelope, he yeah. must have known it was on the wrong yeah. Envelope. Although, although I, I think, he seems surprised. <laughs> I think he seems surprised. I think a competent magician would have gone. That's gone wrong. And he'd had a line in the back of his head going, "Going, the alien force is wrong. Let's do, do, do it you know again." He, Can you see? There's a, like a metal yeah, glimmer to like it. A there's something yeah. there. Okay. Now, are you left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. Sir? You're right. I don't want to use your right hand. That knows what it's doing. I want to use okay. the left hand. Okay. Well, yeah. Give me your left hand. Okay, don't worry, I've had it tested for radioactivity and stuff like that. Good, <laughs> it's great. fine. That's close really your hand, close yeah. your hand, and close your eyes. Just tell me, can you feel that? Just concentrate. It starts to get a little bit warmer, not hot, just a little bit warmer. Can you feel it? I can feel like prickly. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it, that's the energy, okay? Now, what I want you to do now, I'm going to very simply uh, lay Hit out. Me over the head. You know, open your eyes now. Okay, there are three envelopes here. We yeah. could have a number of them. It doesn't matter, but we haven't got a lot of time today. So what I'm going to do? Is, I'm not, it's not a magic trick. This yeah. is not. An, this is not an illusion. This is something that you're going to just say this one, and I'm not going to say anything other than that. Okay. I'm not going to force you. Okay. Just follow the alien force. There's something there. Put the stone on any any envelope you like. Do it now, please. That's the one you were compelled to touch. Yes. yes? Okay. Good. All right. So what I'm going to do is very very simply. If you had picked this one, yeah. Okay. We would have got this outcome. Now, it's Halloween, yeah. and there are no tricks today. It's only treats. Okay? So, there's something in there. Can you take it out? Okay? Nothing in there? Show it to camera. Oh, yeah. Okay? Nothing in there? A pumpkin. Okay. What's that? A pumpkin? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's just show that. You can see that there. Okay. Um, and if you had picked this one, again, yeah. again, you're, you're, um, you had a free choice, right? I didn't... I, yeah, there wasn't, no. There no. was no psychological... No. Uh, uh, nothing going on, right? They're not marked in any way. Take that one out. There's no numbers on them. They're not glittery red or anything like that. Ooh. 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 Have I'm... I done something wrong? Yes, you have. You picked the wrong one. <gasps> don't always the work. The stone it's... didn't work. The energy didn't work. Didn't it didn't work. You know, I was so sure that you got it right. No one was sure it had gone wrong because I think, like I did as a viewer, and certainly like my friend Nick did, who'd wandered in to watch it by accident, mm. I think we all thought, no, no, it's one of those things where it looks like it's gone wrong, like yeah. with Darren Brown. Yeah, yeah. And in a minute... He's going to pull an alien out of Samantha Womack's chest. Yeah, yeah. That was, or out of her anus. <laughs> or, or just shave one of the hairy bikers and it's the alien. <laughs> we'll get on to them. Hello, I'm John Rain. Why not listen to the new series of Smirshpod coming this Friday? Smirshpod. Roland Riveron on The Swarm. That's Smirshpod. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But then, no, it didn't. Because I genuinely was like, oh, no, this is a joke. This is, it'll all come back. No, oh, no, they've just finished the item and moved on to the next They, they dealt with it really badly because what yeah. they should have done is going, oh, well, oh, oh, ha, 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 that went wrong. Oh, can't have it every time. But they allowed him too much time where he had classic dry mouth as well where he yeah, couldn't no, stop he, licking his he, mouth. He really Good. <laughs> Good. He's a shit magician. He clearly had his patter lines that where you go, oh, you got it wrong. But yeah. he had to like repeat it like three yeah. or four he times. He kept saying, well, you, you picked and the wrong one. You know what he said? He said, Oh well, if it was if it was an illusion, it wouldn't always work. <laughs> we went, but that's how you know it. If it was a magic trick, it would go right every time. Yes, exactly. exactly. You know? That's so true. It's, it's good to it's, see. It's it. one of those. It's one of those things. Yeah, if it was bollocks, mate, it would barely ever work. So <laughs> I think that's what we've learnt there. <laughs> he blamed the cameras and that. Yes, he, he did. He just said, "I know," because in rehearsal there was a problem because of interference from the electrical signal of the cameras oh, and then because he... of the alien space rock. I tell, tell you what it is. Um, <laughs> earlier on, earlier on, we were in the back in the back room there. there. There were some stuff going on with the cameras. It was it was doing. There is definitely something there. Yeah. It's too don't, much don't alien energy. Bad. That's what it That's is. That's what it is. It's an Sam. overdose yeah. on alien. Don't feel bad. He finished it. His last line. He said, "Well, I mean, there's definitely something there." Yeah, there is. There's a shit magician. <laughs> but Womack, Anus, tried to help as well because she started launching into an anecdote about someone on the set of EastEnders thought she had a similar face to the Roswell alien because she had an almond-shaped face. Because she had arms. eyes, basically. <laughs> and an anus. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, it might yes. be something to do with the fact, when I used to work in EastEnders, my yes. co-star Scott Madden always said I looked very like the alien with the big almond eyes oh, and the bushy chin. So oh. I'm wondering whether my alien face has somehow it might, it might be. distracted I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what it is. He also tried to save it by going, I've got an original camera I used, and they just went, no, oh, yes, no, no. I took it finished, and then he reached behind Yeah. Thank but, you, Sarah. Uh, but, um, you. yeah. 
Thank you very much. This for is. Uh, Should I just show you this? This is um, one of the cameras that I used when, when I made the. That's for the next the... time you come in and tell us. Okay, about no problem. Right. Okay. Tonight we're celebrating the trend of escape rooms, as you remember. Where... Have you ever wondered how popular Spiros Malaris is? Well, up until you said that, no, but now I do. I had to look on Twitter. Yeah. He's got 60 followers. Yeah, <laughs> no. I was thinking Whoa. this because it, it looked like his first TV appearance. Mm. He wasn't confident or anything. I was just like. I've never heard of this man. I quite like these type of acts because I like watching it and going, oh, how's he done this? And I was thinking that during the trip when he was cutting the envelope because no one ever cuts an envelope open with scissors. It's like, are you probably, yeah, that's probably part of the trick. And obviously it wasn't. The trick was just chance. <laughs> when he introduced it, when he was in the film and they kept saying, you know, this guy set up this alien hoax with the other people. They just kept showing a clip of him in slow motion, flipping some glasses upside down. Yeah. There was a pair of like reading glasses on a table that were filthy, by the way. I don't know if you, <laughs> know, if you noticed that. They were absolutely just fingerprints and my daughter's glasses well, and she's six I presume that they're all sort of sticky because he's got some kind of glue on them that flips them <laughs> over or something they must have seen that a million times and they've gone do you know what he is such a good magician Yeah. no but, no he was actually just trying to stack them it just went wrong again <laughs> he was trying to put them on his face yeah. and all they were doing trying was floating six them. foot in the air <laughs> the other thing that was weird about that film was it, you know you had your, your man from Camden wandering around talking about they didn't Roswell. even name him I don't think they then reenacted what they considered to be six. They said that they were telling the story of the hoax, right? So then they reenacted scenes from how it was hoaxed. Yeah. One of which was just a reenactment of a man going to what was Kodak Labs at the time to get the right age film from 1947. That was the year. Wasn't yeah. It? And then they reenacted a man going to another man actor in a sort of lab coat. Just saying, is this film from 1947? And he yes, went, this film yeah, is from yeah, 1947. And that was that. Yeah. Another, another really expensive video. What else happened? Well, this episode, they tried to slightly Halloween it. Yeah. So they had this big thing about escape rooms. Uh, and there was a brilliant line there. We, we sometimes sort of think the researchers on this are bad. Yeah. The escape films opened with Cary Grant saying... Former Fame Academy singing tutor. Thank you. Escape rooms started in Japan a few years back... There is nothing like proper research. Well, this is one of the things I learned from this. Uh, I learned that Gravesend has the largest number of escape rooms in the UK. When they started to Japan, that was just genuine prison camps. (laughs) (laughs) She asked one woman what she liked about escape rooms, and the woman said, oh, escapism. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, (laughs) fucking literal. Then they were in the back of an ambulance with handcuffs. And again, it wasn't really set up. They were going, so we've opened up our own escape room here. No one explained it. And they no. were just going, we're looking for the codes. We're looking for the... What, what's going on? <laughs> Nobody... Jingle. And know. it was because they were cutting live to them trying to escape from a... Uh, was it a police van? Was it a cell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cell on wheels. Alex and Amal Rajan came out of that van yeah, at the start. At the start. Yeah. And I've... they couldn't even have the door shut when they were doing it. So they were going, oh, how are we going to get out? It's pretty fucking obvious because neither of you have been able to shut the door. <laughs> can you open it? Can you open it? Yeah, yeah, come on. Oh my God, come on. Please, right, get that main oh, door open. Do quick, 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 quick. Just boot it. Come on, boot come it. on. I'm going to kick it, all right? Okay, go. Ugh. Amazing. Okay. Right, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Right, let's do it. out of here. Quick, 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 quick. Brilliant. Right, officer, lock the map. Throw away the key. We'll explain all of that a bit later.
And they walk out and they go, we'll be explaining that later. Well, Amol I fucking hope so. admitted he had a panic attack while he was in rehearsal, so they couldn't close the door. Jesus Christ. So they got them in this, they got them in this van, they cut to Carrie and some people doing an escape room from the van, but as you rightly say, nobody knew, they didn't set up a premise. Nope. I'm just not sure. So at the minute, what we've got the phone, and then what have we done? So we've tuned into a radio. Radio, which we can hear the horrible white noise. It's saying a load of numbers. Zero, seven. So now you've dialed that number. What's the message saying? It's giving us a message, but we've got to hear what that is. Yeah, I can't hear it. Right. Can you hear it? Let's turn the radio off. <laughs> Harry, for you, what, what, is, what is your biggest strength when you come and do these escape rooms? Riddles. Love riddles. A, love a riddle. Yeah, love Lock a riddle. riddle yeah. They didn't set up a... I mean, I've done, I've done an escape room, but, you know, those sort of interactive things. Whenever you do one of those... There's a lot of little prep talk. Yeah, and they explain well, the premise of what's going yeah. Crystal Maze doesn't start with them going, go through the door, and someone goes to the door and just goes, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of setup. Yeah. Code, we need the code to get out. What code? We need, we're looking for some numbers. What is this? This is on BBC One. BBC. What a fucking disaster. I can't speak because I'm so angry. BBC One. BBC One. I also like the bit where Cary Grant said to a lady, she said, what would you be doing if you weren't? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The woman just retired. Nothing. (laughs) Also, I just want to say because you say that lots of one show staff listen to this. I'm very free in the afternoons, (laughs) and I would have absolutely loved that. And I will play along. I won't. I won't dick about. Uh, Worth saying as well. They uh, they actually nicked one of our features, which was what have you learnt this week? And so there was a little bit where Amal Rajan said a a thing about medicinal cannabis. The uh, UK is the largest producer of medicinal cannabis. And Alex went, that is a great fact. Now then, did you know, this is absolutely amazing. The UK is the largest producer of medical cannabis in the world. What a fact that is. I thought, are you going to say fact of the week? She didn't. She's close. But that would have been my fact of the week. Had the one show not gone, that's the fact of the week. Well, they they listen, they steal, they take. They take her advice. We know that now. I love that cannabis video. My favourite bit of it was when uh, they said, this is what, you know, this is what you'd imagine a cannabis farm to look like before the medicinal cannabis laws came in. They showed a room with lots of cannabis plants in And then they went, and now this is what it looked like. And they showed a slightly larger room <laughs> with cannabis plants in. Open with the bloke going in and going, oh yeah, no, it really smells of um of of uh unsurprisingly it was cannabis. <laughs> So, Chris, the first thing that strikes you as you walk into this greenhouse is the smell, because there's a really powerful herbal smell, isn't it? Yeah. I I know someone who's getting laser liposuction at the moment. (laughs) What the fuck is that? It's basically someone rubs an orb on your belly and fuck all happens. (laughs) (laughs) It reminded me of a... like a good one show feature. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He also said, I mean, the UK is not the most obvious place to grow cannabis. I walk home, I pass... Probably 30 people smoking cannabis. <laughs> if I pick up my local paper, it's all about there was a little flat and it was full of cannabis. 
if you're not growing cannabis in the UK, you're in the minority. Yeah. It seems to be fucking everywhere. It's it's a strange. I mean, it was it was one of those films where they always say, well, if the country's talking about it, we're talking about, it. and it's in the news. So I understood that it felt like they'd. It wasn't one from the shelf necessarily. No, it I, felt like a topical well, sort of film. I also quite like the fact that they were quite grown up about it. The chap who did it, I think he's a sort of newsier body, and he came over and he was sort of like grabbing it, and going, "Oh yeah, now that's got a different smell and everything." And they made it clear that this stuff doesn't have high TCH, which is the psychoactive element. And it was actually quite, it wasn't, I don't know, it was quite grown up. It would have fitted on the actual news. It would. I thought it was quite a nice... I do, and there was an interesting line, and this was where they had the former Scottish rugby international as Doddy well. Weir. Doddy Weir. So yeah. we had Doddy Weir on the show I produced on Talk Radio about yeah. a week before, and he's great. He, he, was, he was great. Good. Should have been on the sofa for the whole thing, because he can talk about anything. And he was talking he's, about motor neurone disease. Yeah, well, yeah. You, Again, I'd written notes as he started talking. And I was like, if you're going to talk about something serious, don't turn up wearing a classic clown suit. And he did look like a clown, and I was waiting for him to get pie. Yeah. But come on, guys, the guy wasn't a clown. I didn't know who he was because I don't follow rugby. Now, Nick, my friend who was accidentally watching this with me, knew all about him. So he was sort of saying, oh, yeah, yeah, so this happened. And I was going, what the fuck is that suit he's wearing? Like you, I said, he's talking about a really serious subject, but wearing a comedy suit. And he went, no, that's his thing. He always wears a sort of weirdly tartan. Um, this was like yellow and blue tartan. Yeah, it, it looked like and a classic said, Coco the Clown suit. always wears that stuff, he said. So that's just him. But then there was a really interesting line that he said. They were talking about a campaign to get a French drug to treat motor neurone disease into Scotland particularly. And the Scottish NHS, he was saying, have said uh, no to this drug because it helps people with motor neurone disease, but they've said no to it on health and safety grounds. And you're going, they're going to die probably maximum three years. So you're saying no to a drug that is proven to help them on health and safety grounds to someone who's going to die. But they didn't dwell on that at all. He just sort of said it. And I just thought... That's mental mm. that that's not allowed. One show are good at medical issues. They, they do really well. Every time they touch it, the people they have on are always good. I'm going to interject here. Yeah. Alex Jones at one point was asking Doddy about when he first got motor neuron disease and when he first sort of realised or first got a clue. And uh, he got his hand trapped in a door. Yeah. And he said after a while, like he said, he always used to get knocked about, obviously, rugby playing. After a while, it didn't seem to heal. So he Googled the symptoms and her response to that was, so you Googled your symptoms and found MND and that was that then? No, no, I think he went to a doctor and got it confirmed. Like, I have a headache sometimes that lasts too long and Google it. It can be all sorts, but I don't just go, well, that's that then. Like, that should not be encouraged on BBC One. Like, that is not how... Go to the doctor. Sure, take prints out. Printouts, they hate it. Oh, sorry, take prints out? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no, I they hate it. For BBC One. We're doing you for prints and prints. <laughs> Hi there, T-Tossers. This is Mark. I just wanted to let you know what we're doing with this episode. Like the one show, we've decided it's not good enough to just have our nonsense appear in your ears once a week. So we're making it twice weekly. And what we're basically doing is we're taking the episodes and splitting them. It helps us with ad revenue, you see. It's that bare-faced. The next part of this episode is going to be out tomorrow. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. I want to hear it all now. It's free. Grow up. Thanks. Love you. Bye.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.